Previously on Jawbreakers Podcast. That's Kevin, Nick, and Joe. We're going to go through them from oldest to youngest, mm-hmm. but it's also going through them uh, ranked in popularity. There's this one scene where Kevin comes home and Danny's like, I'm tired. I've had such a long day. And he's like, I was at the studio today and Nick wanted me to sing this part. Okay, Joe has pipes though. Nick used to be the best singer. I think Joe might be. Have you seen? Well, he did this bit for a while where he was, he would dress up as Shane Gray and go out into New York City. No, they've been looking cool recently. Their fashion has gotten much better. Probably because they're not on the Disney Channel. If I was the Jonas Brothers and my three wives were there, I would not put Pete Davidson in the room. And then I was ringing up these old ladies for soup while they were like, Keep your pelvis far from me! Nick Jonas, Susan Boyle, co-album. That'd be cute. Les Mis only. When Nick was the host and musical guest of SNL, he got to collaborate with his favorite person, Nick Jonas. I mean, Elon Musk, same exact headlines. It's just, how is he doing it the same every year? Do you know what would be so fun to talk about? What? The Jonas Brothers. I know. I would but love we can't to talk do it. We're like Jonas edging. And that's what you missed last week. And another thing you might have missed last week is the album by Jonas Brothers came out. That's their new release. That's why this is called The Episode. We're on a streak right now. We just recorded all three brothers in the band individually episodes. If you want to go hear those first, you're welcome to. Not required. If you want to hear the bonus Jonas episode about Frankie Jonas, the youngest who's not in the band, you will have to head to Patreon to do that. But this episode is here for you now, and it is the longest episode we have ever released on this show. There's only a couple that even come close. So thank you for your patience. I hope you enjoy it and love it. You're listening to Jawbreakers, the show hosted by the Pittsburgh area's top trend forecasters, Alexis and Susie. Grab some candy in your headphones, pull up a seat near a super loud railroad track, and get ready for pop culture news so fake, you'll have to wonder if they're lying. drink that much what am i drinking by the way remember that root beer mushroom juice so you're gonna be really sharp right now oh that's why i feel so sharp (laughs) oh can we go to trivia tomorrow yeah we could yeah i'm free uh there's trivia also on wednesday nights at the row house but i am traumatized from that bar after going when we went to die hard do you know what I'm referencing? Yes. So there's like the the like cool like hip movie theater, like local movie theater. They play like, you know, usually reruns. <laughs> really good way to put that. A lot of film heads would love that you just said reruns. But there's like a downstairs bar. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be cool. I'm going to go get it. Were a you traumatized? Oh. This is when we went to go watch Die Hard. Yeah. So I went downstairs. I went I went to the downstairs. I, okay, I went to the upstairs bar. I didn't really know what was going on. The upstairs bar sells, like, fancy liquors. I just want to get a beer so I can go into the theater. And they're like, you got to go downstairs. And I was like, okay, sorry. And, like, I waited there for so long for someone to just tell me that. I was kind of annoyed. So then I went downstairs. 
and there was this like basement bar and I walked up to the bar and there was like one person talking to the bartender and they were like having they were like clearly just like gossiping and she was like so pissed like I've never seen someone pull a tap so angry there was also no one else in there like I could not have been interrupting that much like I clearly just wasn't hipster enough to be in there And I was just mortified. You're like, I'm trying to go watch a rerun of Die Hard. I just want to watch Die Hard for the first time in my life. And I thought I could enjoy a beer, but clearly I can't. No, you can't. So I was mortified. So I'd never want to go back. Actually, we're not going to that trivia. I I don't even, I wasn't even, I was telling you that, I was telling you that it exists, but we can't go. Jawbreakers listeners, mark your calendars for September 25th. Mm Mm-hmm. Because the podcast is, well, me and Susie are going to the Jonas Brothers in Pittsburgh. So mark your calendars for us. I guess us. you guys can come. You guys can come. You have to buy your own ticket. We're in section 110. That shit is expensive. I almost had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go to whatever section you want. We can split an Uber the way home. We're taking the bus on the way there. Yeah. Or maybe we're going to walk there. We'll see. When the yeah, time we'll comes. see. I'm going to request the I'm not taking an off. Uber there. No. No chance. Maybe on the way back we might get desperate enough. It's probably... If um, we could walk to Carson Street, we could find our way home, I'd say. Yeah. You're probably never going to catch me taking an Uber there. I don't care where no there shot. is. Look, yeah, that's actually... like we're n- Neither one of us takes an Uber there. The we buses there are still then, running. Yeah, we get there, and then depending on what time it is, we have to find our way home. Right. If it's light out, I'm walking. If the buses are still running, I'm taking the bus. Or it's like when we go to fucking when we go to Frick Park for Mac Miller Day, and then they don't let us walk back through the park, even though that's the only walkway. Yeah, that was kind of rude of them. That is rude. I think that now we technically have a walkway because the bridge is running again. But anyhow, market calendars. I can't wait. Ticketmaster really is price gouging though. Let me how, tell yeah, you what. Tell me how that experience was like. I didn't do it. It was <laughs> scary. Well, okay, so partly. I did just want to see what it was like. Yeah. I wish that experience cost me less money. <laughs> you, next time you, there's like a big concert, I guess it's now you've experienced it, but right. I guess before you could have just gone into the queue just to see what it was like. That's true. Yeah. So I got into the queue. I, um, w- I was nervous that Jonas Brothers in Pittsburgh would sell out. <laughs> I was actually, okay, let me say this. I've been so invested in Jonas content for the past, like, four weeks that I can't remember, like, what a normal amount of, like, Jonas Brother appreciation is. Like, when I found out they were coming to Pittsburgh, I was driving, crossing a bridge, and there was one of those electronic signs that changes, and I saw the Jonas Brothers for a split second before it changed, and I shrieked in my car. Right. Because the Jonas Brothers are coming to Pittsburgh. It felt it felt like a small town thing. I was screaming in my car, and then I was like, "No one else is reacting this way." I don't think people give as much of a shit about the Jonas Brothers as I have made them out to be in my head. But in my head, I was like, "That's the most important thing happening this year." Yeah, I'm so glad that I saw it advertised. It was like, and then I googled it. It was like the day that it was announced. They had billboards up. What was I saying? <laughs> Uh, so then you were going into Ticketmaster, not really. Oh, yeah. So I went into Ticketmaster, I got in the queue 10 minutes early, and then it loaded at whatever time and let me choose my seats. But I will say there was a seat that was, like, right 
it next to the ones we ended up getting that was like $30 cheaper. And in the time it took me to unclick it and reclick it, it was sold. Wow. So like, it's not... There were people. There were, yeah. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like a Taylor Swift situation where like I got booted out. Absolutely right, right. Obviously not. But like, there was, the tickets that were under $200 were, I got like the last ones that were under yeah. $200 that weren't the back row. Right. The before okay so before the public went on sale, I found like a pre-sale code after like hours after it had gone on sale, and we we're just kind of looking at it just to see what was up. Mm-hmm. And I can't stop thinking about like one of the only options left was like a four hundred dollar ticket, and it was like included. You take a picture in front of the stage, which you said that's so embarrassing. And the more I think about it, that's so fucking embarrassing, bro. Like. The empty stage. What up. would we do with those photos? You know what would we do with those photos? We'd put them out and put them next to our gateway clipper photos that are hidden. On top of the refrigerator. On top of the refrigerator that we pull out to show people. That was exactly what I was picturing would happen with that photo. <laughs> like, that's so... <laughs> you... It was... I think it was four, but I want to exaggerate and say five or six different fees that were added on so that both of our tickets together was over $500. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, when you were in the queue, what number were you? 40. When I did the, cause Paramore's going to the same arena this summer. Also the same arena we saw the Smashing Pumpkins. Also the same arena. And also the same arena we saw Monster Trucks. Wait, is it the Smashing Pumpkins or just Smashing Pumpkins? I think it's just Smashing Pumpkins. Jonas Brothers is just Jonas Brothers, and I think they should add a the. Do you don't think they took off the the? I think they took it off. I think we should keep it there. Oh, you like it there? I think we need Well, the. if they're doing the album. You think they moved the? Mm-hmm. They wanted to just call it album. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, Oh, wait. I want to get something out of the way before we really dive into the album. Because I've seen a little bit of discourse. I think I brought it up before. I don't remember. So, Boy Genius, the... Phoebe Bridgers, Lucy Dacus, uh, Julian Baker Band released an album earlier, like a month or two ago, called The Record. And so I've seen a couple people say, knock off, yes. Blackpink's 2020 album is called The Album. Okay, so what I was going to say is, I don't think Jonas Brothers are ripping off Boy Genius, because I think Boy Genius's bit... Also, I haven't listened to their to the record, but Boy Genius's bit is to just rip off stuff. Like, Phoebe Bridgers walks out to Disturbed every day. Perfect, yeah. Like, their whole thing... It's, like, referential. It's not... Yeah. So, I don't think there's any... Like, I also don't think Jonas Brothers saw the record and named it that. Right. I don't... I think we should just stop... Yeah. Once I realized... It's, like, the most famous Blackpink album, too. Really? It's called The Album. You think it was the first... Well... I don't think it's even the first one, but, like, like, that's a couple years ago. Yeah. Also, the band. Bob Dylan? No, the band, the band. Is that Bob Dylan? Isn't it Bob Dylan and the band? Oh, wait, no. No, there's a band called The Band. I'm getting confused because last year, Pittsburgh named uh, the band song the number one song (laughs) of all time. Yeah, this is it. And that's why I was confused because Bob Dylan was also ranked in that list. But, But like, like, let's not do that. I don't care. Right. So I think it's it's a similar bit, but it's not the same. It's thing. not, yeah. I think also, I think everybody who does it, does it as a joke. So you can't really, 
It's not. I mean, you can rip off jokes, but it's not. Um, so I've prepared a statement. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, I haven't looked at this document yet. It's not the document. It's a okay. different document. That's okay. my statement document. What is this document? document? <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, let me hear your statement. Uh, yeah, so I've prepared a statement. Let me open that up. Okay. First of all, actually, let me ask you this. You know who John Bellion is? Yep, he's on the walls. Okay, okay, thank you. That's all I know. Great. <laughs> you? Yeah, here's my official statement on John Bellion. Maybe you've heard the song. All Time Low by John Bellion. If you say you haven't heard it, there's still a good chance you have heard it, but simply don't recognize the name and artist. It's a perfect song for an abandoned strip mall. In early 2023, I got fixated on this song, and I listened to it as often as I could for about 48 hours. I listened to it so many times that I risked having it show up on my end-of-year music list. Do you remember the song now? No. All Time Low by John Bell. Okay. Can I listen? To- no, not yet. Uh, it's, I'm at an all-time low, 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 low. I made you listen to it in my car. Okay. Anyways, after a certain number of listens, I finally deciphered all the lyrics and realized the song on the whole is a horrifying display of emotional abuse. I referred to it in my car as an incel anthem, but incel is not quite accurate because it's a breakup song. <laughs> and then you Googled him and you, he looks like an Andrew oh! Tate motherfucker. Okay, okay, okay. I know. Now, now that you... Now, okay. It's all coming there. The lyrics penned by John Bellion and three others hit on a handful of emotionally abusive breakup situations, including blaming the other person with the line, you're the reason I'm alone and masturbate. Mm-hmm. harassment with the line all your girlfriends say you don't want to see me and emotional manipulation via playing the victim with i'm at an all-time low not to mention the incel rhetoric presented in the line i was the prototype an example of the perfect candidate john bellion is a nice guy who is now hurt because his girlfriend made him alone when it was her job specifically to make him not alone and you may be thinking whoa that's a cl- strong claim for shitty pop music maybe chill out a little bit Unfortunately, the lyrics are too close to incel hate speech to ignore. He didn't stop at hitting up this girl through her friends. He made this whole song and put it out to guilt trip her. Not terribly surprising coming from a man whose number one inspiration is Kanye West, cited multiple times in his Wikipedia. It's the only person he idolizes. However unlikely, I admit the possibility that John Bellion is playing a character or exaggerating an emotional response I also admit that it took many listens to glean the entire premise of John Bellion trying to control his ex-girlfriend. Therefore, I don't think too many people were influenced by the lyrics, despite the song's popularity driving it up to number 16 on the Billboard Hot 100. If you aren't listening to the lyrics, it's obvious why why it was on the charts for 22 weeks. It has every catchy sound they can fit into 3 minutes and 38 seconds. It scratches every itch. It's incredibly upbeat for a song called All Time Low, which puts it near Misery by Maroon 5 in Legendary Tone Mismatch. Not everyone can make a total banger out of repeating the word low. Not everyone can make a song so fire that the production overshadows the lyrics. Beautiful Girls is a great track, but we still noticed how many times Sean Kingston said the word suicidal. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, when John Bellion says he's lying, he goes, lie, 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 like Simon and Garfunkel, and it's a beautiful distraction. I can imagine a scenario where great music is made in a room with John Bellion, as long as his misogyny is left out of it. His talents in commercial pop music should not be wasted on gross little songs like All Time Low. Instead, he could thrive by teaming up with two of the hottest men in music and their brother Kevin, (laughs) 
<laughs> to make the album of the summer of 2023. The album by the Jonas Brothers credits John Bellion on every single every song. Every single song. The album has only one featured artist, and it is John Bellion. I'm so relieved when I listen to that garbage song, All Time Low, on repeat. It paid off, and I now get to use John Bellion to float us into our conversation today about the Jonas Brothers. Because that song rips. I remember it now. I, it, 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 once you talked about looking at his Wikipedia and his photos. Dude, the, I think the man's a problem. But he knows sounds. Right. It's like uh, Benny Blanco. I think in like 10 years, John Bellion's going to do the same shit Benny Blanco's doing. Like, where he apparently wrote every song. Yeah. Because he wrote this entire album. Not a single Jonas is credited on every song. There is always at least one Jonas right. credited. And there's also not a single song where all three of them are credited. No. Also, there are songs where Joe's the only Jonas, Nick's the only Jonas, but Kevin's never the only Jonas. No, it's always Kevin and Nick. Yeah. Yeah. And the ones where Joe's credited, it's only Joe. I know. Wait, that. Joe didn't write Little Bird? Sorry, I jumped ahead. <laughs> Are you in the spreadsheet? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, right? So he I made- didn't write Little Bird? So you're telling me when I've been listening to Little Bird thinking, wow, I wish I was Joe Jonas's daughter? Right. So Little Bird is like the dear Theodosia of the album. <laughs> is that Nick singing? It's Joe, right? I thought it was Joe. That's the one that sounds like it's performed live. Yeah. I mean, it still could be him singing. But Nick... I am... Wow... I am flabbergasted. Okay, they're all fathers now. Yeah. Why aren't they called Jonas Fathers? Did you watch their 24 Hours with Vogue, or is that just me? I did not. Wait, I'm sorry. I just have to say this before I forget. Jilf, is that anything? Jonas said. Oh, I like that. Because what else could it be? Jorts, I like to fuck. Joyf? Joe? I'd like to fuck. A uh, quick note about John Bellion and Kanye West. Uh, Did they do anything together? No, 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 no. I think John Bellion's probably about 40 degrees below Kanye yeah. West at the moment. But it is interesting to me that like he's got really problematic personal politics and then can also make a really good sound. Yeah. Like, he's got like really good production quality and like an ear for that. Yeah. He, he needed to be nerfed by like wholesome Jonas boys, though. Do you think this is going to bring him up? I guess. Yeah. I don't think he should be near a woman ever again. But like <laughs> like you're glad he was around the Jonas's and not like any woman. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what do you think about the album? I literally cried. It's so good. I was prepped though because SNL, the so- okay, so apparently. So the two the two singles were Waffle House and what was the other one? Walls. The single though was Wings. The single was Wings, but didn't they sing Walls at SNL? But they sung Walls on SNL. Right. But I never listened to Wings before it came out because I was listening to Waffle House. Right. Yeah. So why would I listen to to Waffle House? I don't even want to eat. I just want to get a cup of coffee and just touch it. Coffee would be fine. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't really want to eat. I'm just picturing eating a stick of butter. Have you ever had Waffle House? I have. I've enjoyed it, I guess, like maybe twice. I'd like to bring up that we are from a very distinct geographic region that has both Waffle House and IHOP, and it's and Denny's. It's unheard of. It's the only place. in Well, the I at one point I lived in an apartment 
where all three were in walking distance. Granted, my walking distance is maybe different from a lot of other people's. Like, I know if right. you were walking from my apartment, you would also walk to any one of those places. Right. It is. It was doable to yeah. walk to I any one of those. Waffle House and Denny's. Yeah. That there, literally doesn't happen anywhere else. Because no. Waffle House is mostly Southern with, like, a few. Mm-hmm. And then IHOP is weird, right? Yeah, IHOP's basically the rest of the country yeah. that isn't Waffle House. And then that's the only spot where they collide. Right. So we did grow up with Waffle House, even though we're not from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Why do they talk so much about Southern states in this album? I've been wondering... Okay, so Montana Sky is one of my favorite songs from the album. Not in the South. I'm saying... I. That's I'm just, me. That's me processing. <laughs> I'm like, where's Montana? Well, I'm just thinking about the whole album. Right, Montana. What do they have to do with Montana? Nothing. What do they have to do with the South? Absolutely nothing. Why do they? Because they talk a lot about Alabama. They do. They talk There's a lot a about Georgia line. They talk a lot about California. I know they talk about New York because I hopped into a Twitch stream. Of some random dude who was listening to the new Jonas Brothers album. Uh-huh. And I was like, hell yeah, let's chat. Super disappointed in this guy because you have to have followed him for 10 minutes in order to chat. Uh-huh. Oh, that's annoying. I have opinions. Also, he had literally 10 people in his why, stream. Why wouldn't you just let anyone join? Right, you should have let me chat. I ended up, I followed him for about four minutes, then blocked him. Part of why I blocked him is because he was listening to this album and he was like, he was like, oh, I'm from the South. Like, they're talking about all these Southern... Because he was at the beginning still. Because there's, like... Yeah, there's there's one song where he... They're, like, listing states, yeah. practically. But then they say something about, like, New York Knights or something. And he's like, oh, they're from New York. And he just accepted that as fact and moved on. And I was like, they're from New Jersey! You won't even let me chat to tell you they're from New Jersey? Right. They're from New Jersey. They're not from New York. In their Vogue thing, they're in New York the whole time. <laughs> And then they go to, like, this part of New York where you could see across the river and see New Jersey. And they're like, you know, New York was such a special place to us because we're just right across. And we've always dreamed about coming to New York. And I'm like, I think you guys had a pretty easy shot. (laughs) Wasn't a very long commute, was it? (laughs) (laughs) You could could probably swim there if you tried really hard. What is that, like a $10 train fare or like... I probably rent the ferry for free. (laughs) Like, maybe it's different because we're from southern Arizona, (laughs) which is pretty much the opposite. (laughs) Like, dreaming of going to New York is a A little different for us. It's all. You could see it. (laughs) You could literally see it. Is it better or worse? When someone is proud to be from New Jersey, or they will let you believe they're from New York City. Worse, think you're from New York City. I think I'd rather them be proud of New Jersey. Like, if they come and swing in, they're like, Bruce Springsteen's my boy, Whitney Houston's my girl. I love Snooki. I love Snooki, take me to the Jersey Shore. Like, that person's gonna be annoying. They're both pretty bad. But then the person, you've known them three and a half months. Uh-huh. Then you're at the bar, and they say something sort of vague. Uh-huh. They're like, yeah, I was, I was right next to Connecticut growing up. And you're like, wait a minute. Where were they? You have which part of New York are you from? And they're like, oh. New Jersey. 
from, from Atlantic City. I think I'd rather them just tell me they're a straight up Jersey head. I agree. Own it. Yeah. Own it. Yeah. Own it. Yeah. Own it. Yeah. Okay, so the Jonas Brothers are just talking about the whole country. I just feel like they don't spend that much time in other places. Except you think one of them's do? born in Dallas, one's born in Casa Grande. Where's Kevin born? Jersey. Probably, right? Probably. They're right. just right at home. I, I mean, they've traveled quite a bit. They've they probably have. been to all 50 states. Right. <laughs> they've, I'm sure they have. If they haven't, that's crazy. <laughs> what are your favorite, like overall songs from this album like a handful walls is obviously very good mm-hmm. is walls in your top walls is definitely in my top whoa when they did walls on snl it was really good it's really good on snl it might be the best musical performance <laughs> ever on SNL. okay i i just remembered something i don't want to forget in the song somewhere in the hamptons do they clip the kardashians I was wondering who they were sampling. Because the Kardashians have a Hampton show. Between you and me. What is the Hamptons? Is that a mountain range? (laughs) (laughs) Is it a hotel? No, it's like a a fancy part of New York. It's like short. It's like a ferry ride away from New York City. There's like an ocean and shit. I think it's like a little ocean town. It's like a beach town. It's in the ocean? Yeah. Like Atlantis. I've never seen it anywhere. I've never seen... I Okay, so I've seen it from the Kardashians, and they always have beach houses, and then I've recently watched it on Sex in the City, and they only go to beach parties. Okay. That's all I know about the Hamptons. That does change my understanding of that song. <laughs> Except that it's still my least favorite. Yeah, I've just been wondering if, it's the, if they clip the Kardashians. It kind of sounds like... It sounds like Courtney Kardashian, cause her. Well, it's Courtney and Chloe take on the Hamptons, I think. Okay, so I made a spreadsheet of the writers on this album because there's so many. there's so many. Writers. So every song has at least six writers uh-huh. on it. Walls has eleven writers. There's not even a single song that, ha- like we already said, that has all three Jonases. So they don't even really have that as an excuse for why there's so many writers. It's mostly one Jonas at a time. And then, like, eight other people. Right. There's an average of 7.6 writers on every song. And there's also 22 total writers across all 12 tracks. (laughs) It's 30 minutes long. What do you need 22 writers for? (laughs) I mean, it's well done. And also, if it takes them this many writers to get a Grammy, so be it. I don't care how many writers there are. doesn't matter. I don't care. They're still singing. But it did fascinate me because there's so... Yeah, so there's there's three people who are credited on every single song. It's John Bellion, who we've already covered. Jason Cornett, who I don't really know. I can't see anyone talking about the Kardashians with this song. I'm the first person who has the crossover of the two. Okay, so... It's okay, not- hold on. I'm sorry. I know... I'm sorry. I need to... Okay, so you know how we were talking about the tour off podcast and how it said, like, all five albums were, like, they're just getting carried away. They're not going to do all five albums because that's absolutely absurd. Right. So I just clicked on this article. Trackers were performed at select intimate concerts leading up to their upcoming tour. During each concert, the band will perform their entire discography, all tracks from all five albums. 
Pre-sale tickets are available on t- Ticketmaster now. That's crazy. With shows being held in arenas and stadiums through the United States. That's our tour. They're going to have all five albums. Also, they have more than five albums. So what five albums? Right. That kind of sounds exhausting. <laughs> are they going to do the album last? So we have to get there late now? <laughs> we, have to year- we have to miss year 3000. Because <laughs> we don't want to hear the middle stuff. Wait, yeah, I have can to we tell take a something. nap during the middle stuff? We'll set an alarm. Wait, that's a, that we could do that. Yeah, we can do that. Okay, so I have to tell you something. So <laughs> I <laughs> I went to New York to see a band I, I found oh, on TikTok. Yeah. They're not a TikTok band. They already had music before, but they managed to really market themselves well on TikTok. Uh-huh. I bought these tickets. I never fucking looked at them again. Never looked at who the openers were or anything. Uh-huh. But both openers were other tiktokers one of them was tessa violet do you know who tessa violet is i've seen that name i definitely she know has who that is. she has made i think three different viral trends on tiktok she has like a bob that's yellow yeah so she has one trend where the, i think the most famous one that was getting like millions of views was like um this thing where you'd like pretend like you're in a chokehold and then the camera cuts and you're the person choking yourself it doesn't matter anyways so tessa violet sounds super familiar I'm right sure. and so she made a bunch of like viral transitions she's really good at it and they were to her songs so she was making her songs go viral and so she was opening for the band i saw which is half alive and then the first opener i literally have never heard of before the show their name is dev lemons and it's literally sounds like a username oh and it was crazy because Dev Lemons was so in character as, like, a TikToker the whole time <gasps> that it was, like, blowing my mind. Uh-huh. And I know that, like, probably all musicians to some extent are, like, Had doing like a character persona. Or persona. Yeah. Then Tessa Violet comes on. Tessa Violet's got the same exact thing, like, never breaking character, super precise, super perfectionist, like, songs and, like, cuts and, like, really rehearsed speeches. I'm sure she says the same shit on stage yeah. every night. And somebody in the tessa violet audience i don't think anyone was really there for tessa violet this is what i really wanted to tell you that i've been saving this whole time she was doing a serious song and like no one was taking her seriously and she was doing like the same like little like self-esteem speeches that she would do like on On tiktok but she was doing them in real life and it was really awkward and this guy holds up his phone under (laughs) he was in the dead center of the crowd (laughs) <laughs> no did he do the thing he started playing subway surfer yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love that i've never seen it in person i love when people do that shit i've never it seen it in person so funny and he was playing subway surfer while she was like explaining what it means to like be confident <laughs> and it was the only phone out because no one was like recording her speech <laughs> Oh my god. I can't believe you saw that in person. <laughs> I was crying. And then what I really want to get to though is that Half Alive came on. Their song, they played like every song they've ever made because they don't have that many. They also did skits throughout the no. whole thing. But this the skits weren't that bad, but I was like, oh, this is crazy. This is like, this entire show is catered towards like people with tiktok brain yeah like i don't want to hear your whole song like i want you to cut it off with a weird skit and they did that in person 
after like super marketing on TikTok. I was like, that is insane. Like the whole show is so TikToky. But the thing is that I really was so excited about no fucking encore. No, on- <sighs> none. This is our last song. Play the song. Done. Done. I um, know your whole discography. You never released an album full of shit you didn't want to hear. Like, we're in the singles era of time now. Right. People don't release music they don't want to release. Right. Then they just. There's no extra on. songs. Yeah. yeah. We have one song left. Here it is. Leave. Wow. No encore. I fucking hate an encore. Let me leave. Why do I have to do this whole like clap for you to come back out? We're uh, gonna yeah. come back out anyway. Yeah. This is this is the new <laughs> generation of music. No fucking encore. <laughs> I can't believe the subway surfer happened in real life. I've I- wanted to see that in real life so bad. I've seen like TikToks of people like of <laughs> other people doing it, and it fucking murders me. <laughs> so funny. I don't even know why we did. It. He also did it for so long. No one else had their phone out. There was someone, I don't remember who it was. I don't think it was Tessa Violet. Whenever she would be like talking or singing a song, people would like play Subway Surfer in the audience. What are you going to buy at the Jonas Brothers store? Everything. Everything I I can fit in my pockets. I want that hoodie so bad. Wait, okay, so one of the people who's a writer on every single track, Pete Nappy, do you know what his main song is? Mm -mm. He wrote A, B, C, D, E, (gasps) F, U. Wow, Gale. so they really got all the biggies, huh? They pulled out every stop. <laughs> if they like, if they don't get a Grammy for this, they're never getting a Grammy. No offense to them. Great album. Do they have any Grammys? No. Well, I saw someone say like their album is like they're like they're just making they're just trying to make hits, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, what else are they? Gonna it's do? so commercial. It's so commercial. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's like if. Every I'm song. not saying this is the best written album of all time. No, but it is the most fun. It's so fun. It also, reminds me, like, this is how I felt when As It Was came out. Except As It Was was better. As It Was was literally, like, I will stand on this rock f- for the rest of my life. As It Was is one of the best songs I've heard in, like, a decade. It's a really good song. I remember I got mad and I tweeted this. And I said, don't tell anyone I tweeted this. <laughs> I'm saying it right now because I still stand by it. Last year, Paramore released a new song. Paramore is like my favorite band. And like the Paramore song was above on like Pitchfork or something above the Harry Styles song. And I said, objectively, as it was, is better than the Paramore song. song. I've listened to the Paramore album far more times than I've listened to Harry's house. However, as it was, is just a really good fucking song. It's like a classic song. It's like a it's like a fucking like Prince song that's just like it's gonna stand the test of time. <laughs> like I still hear I've never I've heard as it was so many times and never mm-hmm. once have I been like don't I don't wanna listen to this. Right. But anyhow, Waffles <laughs> <laughs> Okay, see the very, very first time I heard Waffle House. I was appalled that it was called Waffle House with a chorus right. about Waffle House. That is a honest-to-God business. <laughs> also, it's an honest-to-God business that everyone has a very disgusting view on. Like, no one is like, ah, the Waffle House. 
Like, it'd be like if their song was called Dollar Tree. When I first heard the Waffle, the Waffle House song, it was someone, like, stitching the official video. <laughs> and they were like, yo, I don't want anyone to think that the Waffle House is like this. <laughs> it's not it's like not. <laughs> like, what if the song was called Chili's? That would be bet. That would be more like the song than the Waffle House. Like I don't know the last time you went to a Waffle House. Also, like nobody goes to the Waffle House in the daytime. No, that's weird. Of like maybe Joe and so- Sophie had a bad night, and Joe's like, "Let's just go to Waffle House." Right. So the lyrics of the song are like, "You have a fight with your dad and your mom." But at the end of the night, it all gets worked out at the Waffle House. You just go to Waffle House. You work it out. You've got a headstrong father and a (laughs) determined mother. You're going to talk it out at the Waffle House. I didn't realize they could see an entire Jonas family there. I don't think they can, man. I thought they had like a max four top. Yeah. (laughs) And like at the four top, you're probably sharing with someone else. Yeah, I didn't really realize they were doing, like, whole parties of I didn't eight. think you could, like, reserve a table. There's so many Jonases. So and now they all have kids. There's no way. There's five children. Have you seen... You're gonna hate what I'm about to say. Have you seen the movie Dead in Real Life? I don't mm, think you have. I have not. Is that with Steve yeah. Carroll? and Dane Paul. Cook. They all get in a fight at Thanksgiving, and then they all show up at this bowling alley. So whenever I hear that song, I picture that scene where they're all at the bowling alley, but it doesn't make sense at the Waffle House. Okay, also, my... my gu- I've only gone to the Waffle... Well, the most... Like, the biggest party I've ever gone to at the Waffle House was maybe five or six people, and it was kind of a hassle. I wouldn't go with more than myself. I wouldn't- Whenever I've gone with, like, two or three people, it's, like, prime time. I wouldn't bring a single person to the Waffle House. I'm going alone. <laughs> I've honestly... There's no way it's safe to go there by yourself. No way. Unless you're sitting at the bar and you have balls. You gotta bring you a got, buddy you gotta or bring brass knuckles. The biggest balls you've ever seen in your life and set them right on the counter. And say, Kudunk! <laughs> to the front cook. You gotta get your truck nuts off your truck. <laughs> and slam them right on the counter. Then you'll be fine. Black coffee. Otherwise, you One need another person. One waffle sausage. But don't bring a Paul Jonas bus. No. Dude, can you imagine? J- Joe Jonas also could not walk into the Waffle House alone. He would get jumped so fast. All of those boys wear a watch. Yeah. A watch that you could jump them for. Oh, uh, in the 24-hour Vogue, there's a thing where they go to the stylist. And they're like, oh, we're just like looking up for outfits for the album press. So... Nick goes first. He puts on this Canadian tuxedo with jewels he on it. He loves a Canadian tuxedo. With jewels on it. Wait, and like the one the- he wore on SNL? Yeah. And he's like, oh, this is great. He looks hot, right? I want to recreate that outfit. And then Joe comes on and he has like a sparkly shirt. Fucking hot, right? Yeah, loves it. Oh, wait. In between them. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> Kevin comes in. I That, that was honestly so genuine. <laughs> That wasn't like I didn't even like I You're didn't even being I like, didn't stage that joke. Kevin, Kevin I'm has so this lame ass leather jacket, but like Kevin and Joe or Nick and Joe looked so hot. They just look silly. He's just there, man. He's just along for the ride. What's your favorite song? I really like Montana Sky. 
Americana. Americana is so good. Every time Americana comes on, I'm just like at Coney Island. The opening line. Like, and when Americana comes on, I'm like, I could just drive to Kennywood. Yeah. Like, it just makes me feel so good. It makes me so happy. It makes me want to wear light wash denim. Yeah. Which I never want to do. No, it's just like one of the... It makes me... And I mean this in the best way possible. It makes me want to go to Old Navy. The Every song on this <laughs> album does make me want to go to Old Navy. Yeah. Celebrate! Exclamation point. Celebrate makes me want to like go that to a is, wedding. That feel okay. So you know how when music at a sushi restaurant came out and they're like, oh my god, it sounds yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. an old navy commercial. No, the, yeah, the entire yeah. this entire album, one hundred percent, and that's fine. They could honestly print an old navy logo on the album. Old navy right could over sell Kevin. it. <laughs> okay, wait. I've been having nightmares, like nightmare daydreams. That I fucked up and told you to get 101, and it's Kevin's side. I had the thought, but I'm not looking it up. I don't care that much. I also don't, like, hate Kevin. Right. Somebody's got to be on that side. Yeah. I literally didn't even look at the other side of the stage. I swear to God, in the TikTok, if he changed, if it's, I swear, my TikTok is full of every live band you can imagine, and Nick is always on that side. Yeah. Joe's in the middle and Kevin's on the other side. They switch them. Like, they, like, come to each other's sides. I was telling somebody about buying Jonas Brothers tickets and, like, how expensive they were and, like, picking the side because of Nick and Joe and stuff. Yeah. This was a person I had never met before that day. And <laughs> he was like, if you had asked me what you were about to talk about, <laughs> well, he said, I could have guessed for four weeks and never come up with well, it. I literally... <laughs> I literally came into work because that was the day that the tickets dropped was the day the album dropped and I li- mm-hmm. we both listened to it at midnight in our separate rooms. <laughs> Alleg- I was in bed. I don't know what you were doing. I was sitting at my desk <laughs> crying. <laughs> and uh, so the next day I went to work. I listened to the album as I opened up the store again and then uh, someone came in and I was so excited and they're like, <laughs> like filling something out and they're like what's the date and I was like Today's, today's May 12th, which means it's the day of the album dropped by Jonas Brothers. What do you think? And I was just talking about it the whole time, and they're like, I don't know if you're being serious. And I'm like, why would I lie? Like, I've also given you so many details that I clearly have listened to the album at least once. And then you when you texted me, like, and then we were, like, busy, and then you texted me. And at, like, 1030, I was like, oh, my God, my roommate got Jonas Brothers tickets. And they were like, like, this is clear. This is a part of my life. <laughs> And they're like, I didn't know if you're being serious or not. <laughs> like, you're going. <laughs> I sent a group email to a handful of friends and said, "Has anyone listened to the new Jonas Brothers album?" And no one's replied for days. And someone finally replied today and said, "Did you mean to send this?" Like, <laughs> yeah, none of you. Apparently, responded. no one else is listening to the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> Like, I've thought about tweeting it, because nobody's fucking... T- like, usually, albums that I'm excited about, at least uh, someone on my Twitter feed is talking about it. Nobody's talking about them. Jonas it's just you and me. Brothers. Patrons. Anyone listening, please. Anyone out talk there. To, listen, anyone listen to the show? Please talk to me about it. Also, Susie and I have specifically not been talking about it this whole time. And it's been a week. Feels like months. <laughs> Wait... I watched Jumanji. 
<laughs> Do you know why I watched Jumanji? Why? I was watching The Voice and multiple times huh. when Nick is like, when Nick Jonas is like, oh, well, I'm very talented or I'm like very accomplished. Blake Shelton looks at him and goes, yeah, I've seen Jumanji. <laughs> I love the Jumanji movies. Yeah, I've seen you in those movies, boy. <laughs> so then I had to go watch Jumanji. With The Rock? With The Rock. <laughs> Have you seen these movies? No, the last Jumanji I watched was Sephora. Or Sephora. Okay. With PETA. PETA was in... Hutchinson? Z- yeah, so Zathora was like a, a, like a remake. It was like a later version of Jumanji. In like the early 2000s. Before, right. it was pre-Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. And then I never, and then I was obsessed with it, and then I watched Jumanji, and then I got really, I hadn't watched Jumanji yet. And I was, I got really into Jumanji, and then I never watched the new ones. Okay, so, apologies to you and other listeners, because I, I've never seen another Jumanji, so I don't know okay. how much of this is, like, just normal Jumanji stuff versus these movies specifically. Mm-hmm. But, instead of Jumanji being a board game, Jumanji's like an old, com- old, um, like a video game. Uh-huh. There was, like, a Jumanji video game in the 90s, which was, like, the original one, the original movie. But this movie's referencing that one, and they're Uh like, oh, we're going to play the game, we're going to go back in time. So what it is, is, like, the playable characters are The Rock, Jack Black, Kevin Hart, and then that other bitch. She's in, um... Literally don't know. She's in that, what's that Chris Pratt movie? Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't remember her name. Karen? Gillian or something. Anyways, so those are the playable characters, and then there's four other characters that play them. So, like, there's this big athlete guy who, when he gets into the game, he's Kevin Hart. Uh-huh. So it's funny, because he's short. And then there's, like, this, like, preppy popular girl, Bethany. When she gets into the game, she's playing as Jack Black. So Jack Black, the whole time, is doing, like, a, oh my god, voice. Yeah. It's, like, it's funny. It's right, great. Right, right, right. Amazing premise for a movie. Nick Jonas plays the fifth playable character that gets introduced like more than halfway through the movie and he's just been in the game since the 90s apparently (laughs) and then when he gets out of the game he's Colin Hanks (laughs) 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 so that was crazy but then those five people are still playable characters in the sequel which I also watched and the sequel's even better because wow. they add a sixth playable character, which is Aquafina. <laughs> but but the the person outside the game who's playing as Aquafina is Danny DeVito. So it's Aquafina doing Danny DeVito for the entire movie. That's amazing. Like, Why don't tell people that's talk about Jumanji? Gold. That's hilarious. Right. And then there's also, they destroy the game at the end. Sorry, spoilers. Jumanji spoilers. Yeah. They destroy the video game at the end of the first movie because they're like, that was traumatic. We almost died. Boo hoo. They destroy the game. So then in the second game, it's glitching. <laughs> so Adam Sandler goes from like the athlete guy is playing him to now it's like the preppy girl. And he's like going between Adam and like, Sandler. Sorry, Jack Black. Oh, I was like, Jesus what? <laughs> Jack Jack Black is switching between like the preppy yeah. girl and like the athlete. Uh, Aquafina also at one point. I think she's the athlete at one point. But like, there's it's just all messed up. Yeah, uh, the first half of the movie, Danny DeVito's in the Rock's body. Wow. Was that the thing about Nick Jonas you weren't sure if I was going to talk about? Um, yeah. Mine was that he was, he played, he kissed a boy in the show The Kingdom. 
Because when I went off about buying, about you getting, while I was going off about Jordan Prince, they're like, have you seen that show where he, like, kisses boys? And I was like, you're wrong. Like, I told him he was lying. Because, like, there's no way. Huh. I wonder if that's why people made gay jokes at the roast. I think so. Because I was like, there's no way, like, this hasn't come up. Yeah, he's the only person We had already recorded the Nick episode. Yeah. And then he was like, no, I swear. And then after I said you got the tickets, he's like, I swear to God, that show's real. And then he looked it up. And I just Googled Nick Jonas Gay Show. And this YouTube video called Nick Jonas Gay Storyline came up. He's the most queer-coded of the Jonases. Joe would be if he didn't have, like, just if a he wasn't of misogyny. So, right. <laughs> if he wasn't so, like, straight boy, like, straight, like, fuck boy. Yeah, he's a little too fuck boy to Yeah. Be. Yeah. I can't believe he didn't write Little Bird. I've been thinking about his daughter for a week. I wish that I hadn't seen this in an interview, because this interview tried to make it be like, oh, it's not weird, but it is weird, because they brought it up. They were like, hey, is it weird that you guys, like, sing about sex, and you're all brothers, and, like, you're singing, like, almost duets about sex, and you're brothers, and they're like, no, it's not weird, and then he's like, yeah, it's not weird. But ever since (laughs) I read that line... I'm like, yeah, they are. There are moments. I think it's impressive that they make it not weird. I don't think. I also wouldn't call it a duet. There's like background vocals. Right. For it each depends other. on how you're listening to it. Once that's the thing is, I never thought it was weird till he said that, right. and then I'm like, okay, well, if I read into it as if they're singing to each other, yeah, it's fucking. But they're weird. not singing to. They're, they're singing not. with each other. So why did he bring it up, and why is it in my brain now? Because you don't understand siblings, and it's I like don't. a weird thing for you. Yeah, that's true. Um, but the other part of that is they're all actually fathers. So that's like a, I think it's crazy that they can, they have so many things that they can like write about still. Like they all became fathers at the same time. And I thought about what you brought up about the married to Jonas show. Yeah. Where they were like scheduling their tour around Kevin having a child. Which, when she wasn't even pregnant yet. Yeah. I just wonder like how much of a discussion maybe they had. I, this isn't anyone's business, but like they had children so close to each other. I wonder if they talked about that. Well, with Kevin, they definitely talked about it. And it seemed kind of unfair. <laughs> right. So then I'm like, I wonder because Nick and Joe had kids like within. Well, yeah. Of and like, other. well, in, in, in the 24 hours with Vogue interview, it's like a 10 minute video, but they were like talking about how in the past, whenever they've written albums, they've all been in different phases in life, whether it's, like, someone going right. through a breakup or someone just, like, full-on living single life. Kevin's always been married, obviously. Always. But they're, like, this is the first time we're, like, all, ma- like, in happy relationships and all going into fatherhood. Yeah. It's, like, really cohesive. Yeah. Like, Little like, Bird this is the doesn't... F- well, Nick was, like, this is, you know, usually before we would be kind of be forced to hang out with each other after, like, business. But now I actually enjoy, like, having dinner with you guys. Well, I think a lot about their group chats. And, like, do they have a group chat with just the three of them? I don't think they do. I don't think they do. Well, what I'm wondering is, do they have a group chat with the three of them? And then a group chat with, like, mom and dad and the three of them? And then a group chat with, like, them with Frankie? And then a group chat with them and Frankie and mom and dad? Like, what's what are we doing here? I feel like this is how I picture it. Nick and Joe text each other directly. Uh-huh. <laughs> then there's a group chat with Nick, Joe, Kevin, and parents. Uh-huh. 
And maybe like a publicist. Right. And then there's a Nick, Joe, Frankie group chat. And that's it. <laughs> I also so I think it was like a TikTok. I don't remember. It was like a clip of an interview where they're asking Kevin, like, what's the most bizarre interview you've ever had? And he was like, probably Tom Hanks. And they're like, why? And he's like, oh, it's just crazy meeting him. And they're like, that's not bizarre. You just like, are like flexing. And then Nick was like, well, you don't have to say who this was, but you can say that one thing. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he was talking to a celebrity, and then another celebrity came up and, like, started talking to them, and Kevin was like, oh, hey, I'm Kevin Jonas. And the guy was like, I don't know who you are. And that would only happen to Kevin. That would only, yeah. Clearly. It wouldn't happen to Nick or Joe. Even if they didn't know, they'd be like, oh, you're some hot guy. You must be somebody. You belong here. Looks like a It's just, if Kevin didn't also make himself a doofus on Jonas, and also, like... On every other thing that yeah. done. Yeah. If he didn't make himself a doofus, he can almost be, like, elusive and hot. Okay. But instead, he's a doofus. Okay, so I think Kevin needs to be in the group because I do think this music would sound weird if it was just Nick and Joe. I agree. I think Kevin is a part of the group. We know which part. Yeah. Yeah. So Kevin's a credited writer on a couple of these songs. What lines do you think he wrote? So, actually, let's just get right to it. There's a line, I've got a duchy in my left hand. You think that's Kevin? No, I'm wondering what the fuck. Who has a duchy? No, who has it? Literally. There was that song last summer when Stranger Things came out that got big again. The, no, 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 yeah. And it has the word duchy in it. So I'm wondering if the Jonas Brothers uh, But watched... the duchy with the left, yeah. yeah with I... the left hand. Yeah, it's a reference to that song, one billion percent. So the Jonas Brothers watched Stranger Things. Or they walked into a uh, establishment that I used to work at that would play the same song in every uh, in every <laughs> store across the world at every time of day, and that song would play every day. Whatever that business was, yeah, that song played a lot before. But that's the only other time I've heard that terminology. No, it's literally it's it has it's one billion percent reference to the song. It's too specific. Do you think that they're weird? Yeah. With weed? Like, I... Well, because I, I think I brought this up before. The thing with <laughs> Nick taking an edible and then getting a hard-on on the fucking red carpet. Mm-hmm. Most people who take a edible don't immediately get hard. <laughs> <laughs> with whatever fucking big... Even if they're fucking going to work, they're not just going to be hard. Right. It's like, not- they clearly <laughs> have a strange relationship with weed. But like, I- that's... How many people... How many... People with male anatomy, have you taken an edible with who don't immediately just get hard for hours? Also, with- <laughs> like, that's not that normal. When I read the track list for that- this, <laughs> when I read the track list for this album, I was like, "What the fuck is Americana? Like, what are we doing here?" And then I listened to it in the first line. They rhyme marijuana with Americana. <laughs> I was like, sold. You know. <laughs> I feel like when they smoke weed together, they're like, they do the That 70s Show thing, which nobody actually does anymore. (laughs) Like, that shit you do when you're, like, 17 and, like, smoking weed for the first time and, like, you're in your friend's, like, basement. Or, like, you know. You're you're, in the basement. You're not. And you're, like, doing it and you're like, this is so crazy. They're, like, adults. (laughs) Right. Like, you're an adult. You fucking smoke weed in your kitchen. Like, they're, they're, they, they totally have a weird relationship with weed. 
Is it just because they're only experiencing, like, they never had shitty weed? Is that why? I don't know. So they had, like, no shitty weed tolerance to build? Question regarding Kevin. Oldest children are considered, like, the leader, usually. Mm-hmm. Or, and they're, like, yeah. often achieve, like, the highest education. They're, right. like, held to a higher standard than right, right. whatever. Kevin, in every scripted Jonas material, is the stupidest one. Every time. Which is not... Well, no. In Disney World, the older brother's always the idiot. In Even Stevens, the older brother's the idiot. Oh, uh, this isn't Disney, but, like, in Boy Meets World, the oldest brother's the idiot. Why? I wonder what that is. I'm gonna have to look into that. But, so I wonder in real life, so is Kevin playing a really good character? Or is he just an idiot? Well, but, like, in real life, right, he's the oldest, there's only boys in the family, so there's not even, like, a, oh, we'll hold our daughter to a higher standard. Like, there's nothing like that happening in this family. Right, right. What's going on? Does he, like, have, is he, like, is he a genius at something? Or is he just, like, I want to be the goofy one? Right, like, what... I don't this like whole process of I mean maybe about them I could also crazy. see like so like Joe and Nick are both like very like cocky attitudes maybe he's just not and he's like make like, I could imagine Disney sitting them down and being like okay we have to have one idiot <laughs> Joe's like the lovable idiot Joe's like a Michael Kelso right oh um one of the things I want to I don't know how to like bring hey, this buddy. up I don't know how to segue okay do you think that Joe Jonas regrets uh, not having, like, a metro station? That he didn't get to go full metro station? Um, maybe, but I think at the time he, co- he could have done it, he couldn't. Because of the purity ring? Mm-hmm. So, like, because Jonas Brothers were doing the purity ring thing, metro station was able to exist. Also, I think metro station regrets metro station. <laughs> What's his name? Travis? Trace Cyrus. Trace Cyrus. Mm-hmm. In the Vogue thing, they talk about, Nick talks about how they like did the show where they used Alicia Keys keyboard and they're like, yeah, do whatever you gotta do. Only thing, do not get on top of the keyboard. Do not get on top of the piano. What happens in the middle of the song? Joe jumps on top of the piano. And then they show a clip of it and Joe is dressed as like fucking Camp Rock Shane. On top of Alicia Keys' piano. And I'm like, that's so embarrassing. Have respect. That's Shane. literally so embarrassing, Joe. That is. If Also, if he looked like Joe now, that's less different. embarrassing. That's what I was picturing at first. No, but Shane Joe, that's embarrassing. Shane Gray has straightened hair that is so... It wouldn't have existed in any other year. No way. Not one year earlier or one year later. And he's wearing, like, the vest and, like, the tie tucked in. I feel like he wanted to be a metro station. He did, but he couldn't because he was, yeah. I bet he was so jealous, too, because Trace Cyrus was able to make it because Miley was on Disney. Right. Right. Trace Cyrus just, like, you know, was able to afford a cool guitar. Mm -hmm. And I think the other guy in metro station was on it was a brother it was the yeah. brother of the guy on hannah montana mm-hmm. mitchell moose who was on hannah montana yeah yeah yeah. so i bet joe was pissed right he would love to be like shake 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 
Joe Jonas would have thrived without the purity ring. Mm-hmm. But they, yeah. yeah. They did commit to that bit. Well, at least they made it so that no one else ever has to do that again. I think they still will. You think? Joshua Bassett would pull some shit like that. Joshua Bassett. This is a scary. Joshua Bassett slander podcast. Joshua Bassett's scary. Do you know who um, Lo Anthony is? He was a YouTuber like back in the day, and he came out as gay. And then he like stopped making YouTube videos for a minute, and then he came back, and he was Christian, and he said how he went to a conversion camp, and he realized that he he literally like fully went into the conversion camp thing, and like said on YouTube like. I reject that sexuality, like, went on a whole thing. But Joshua Bassett hasn't gotten that far yet to, like, fully reject it. But But what he's doing is scary. Yeah. But I think Olivia Rodrigo's driver's license might have fucked that kid up. I think... I don't think this is for the podcast. Yeah, he probably It's not her fault that she wrote such a good song. No. He probably got an unbelievable amount of hate for that. If Jojo Siwa married into the Jonas family, she'd be named Jojo Jonas. Thoughts? I'd like that. But they'd have to have a girl. Wait, what if... What if... I'm just assuming Sophie Turner's bisexual. I don't know anything about her. (laughs) (laughs) What if... Sophie Turner... Well, no. No, I don't think Joe deserves a throuple. Oh. What if Sophie Turner changes her last name to Jonas, divorces Joe, and then marries Jojo Siwa? <laughs> and then she takes Sophie Turner's married uh-huh. name. And then Jojo Siwa would be a mom. Or if Jojo Siwa, like, married their mom. <laughs> That's a really fun turn <laughs> So, uh... A thought that I had. I felt that Harry's House by Harry Styles was sort of genre defining for pop music. Totally. I feel like the album by Jonas Brothers is defined by pop. Is no, I would say genre defining just for soft pop rock. I really like referring to the Jonas Brothers as soft rock. I do like that. It feels very backhanded. Right. Because, like, you think of songs like S.O.S. and Burning Up, and they are soft rock. But they didn't think that. They refer to themselves Are they going to play all five albums? Can they just play the hits from all five albums? (laughs) I just want to see How many of their fans want to be there that long? I want to see Love Bug and the album. All of us are over 25, at least. Oh, totally. So if you could just clean up that list. Editing's not always a bad thing. Mm-hmm. We don't really need every song. Every Jonas There's YouTube Brothers videos. Song. Maybe they'll do some medleys. Oh, a medley would be They fun. could knock out like four songs yeah, at yeah, once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't know that we need all of them. Do they have an opener too? I'm not going. <laughs> Who's going to open for them? Heim? <laughs> <laughs> Joshua Bassett? I can't. I can't be. I can't be witness to him. No, but he does have the same initials as Jonas Brothers. What if Frankie Jonas opens for them? I'm interested. Very interested. What would he do? Stand up. 
He just records TikToks. He just does a Q&A. Yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> the bus is running right now? Isn't today Tuesday? Yeah, it's like almost At midnight. one. midnight? <laughs> it's 12.48 a.m. A.m.? Do you hear that bus? I do. Sounds like it's picking people up. Where are you taking them to? Yeah, I think my top song. Okay, so my top songs are Walls and and Americana. I think Celebrate is cheesy. I oh, they, it's so cheesy. What do you think about Miracle? Oh, a strong opener. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one other song could have opened the album. Right, an Literally. amazing lead in. Especially when you've seen the SNL where they yeah. do that choir with the lights. Like, I know they didn't sing Miracle, but like, they have one of their guys that's on all the. The other guy who's a writer on every song is like a Christian writer. Can you click that link? Because it wasn't opening on my phone. He's, he did something. Uh, Lyle Lyle Crocodile? Yep, that's what I wanted to tell you. <laughs> Was it really? Yeah. Uh, this song is, or this album, is such a summer album. Even the songs that aren't, don't have the word summer in the title, which there's at least two. There's literally two that have, What the kind of- rest of them talk about the summer. Again, this is like, I was looking at the track list before it came out. Two songs back to back where the first word is summer. And also in Vacation Eyes, it's like. Vacation Eyes. Lo- I might as well. It, the, in the lyrics, they're literally like, you're looking summer fine. Yeah. They just couldn't do three songs named Summer in a row. Celebrate and Americana are both like 4th of July yeah. as songs. Sail Away, that's Summer. Getting on a sailboat. Wings, Montana Sky. That also, they're all like a little bit America. They're so American. Like Bald Eagle. Yeah. <laughs> they're very like calling a song miracle even is like christian so they're like touching on these like weird christian Uh uh-huh things and then they're also like oh we're rock well even in little bird he's like when the lord takes me away yeah it sounds good if my options are only jonas brothers and morgan wallen oh jonas brothers amazing that i have the jonas brothers as an option yeah come sail away come sail away with me the album's 33 minutes long. Not a second wasted. It's just as long as it needs to be. I wonder where this album art is taken. It's so I've been wondering too. It's like vague enough. I guess it's probably California because there's like I Joshua just decided trees in it there. was Joshua Tree. Yeah, there's like Joshua Trees in the background. Like maybe it feels like Montana's like big sky country. And there's Have like you ever sky. been to Montana? No. Have you? No. Oh. It's not one that you can, like, easily pass through by accident. No, yeah, it seems pretty... <laughs> you really gotta try to go. <laughs> you wanna go? Yeah, let's go to a... Wa- Do they have Waffle Houses in Montana? I hope so. That's all Only one know. way to find out. By going. How... Alright, I'm gonna Google Montana Skies. <laughs> I heard it's big. Would you drink a liquor called Montana Sky? Oh, Totally. Oh, there's a song by John Denver called John Denver called Wild Montana Skies. Yeah, they're known for skies. Oh, these are beautiful. Look at these skies. That's huge. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, you know what? When I was on that website called CoolJobs.com for <laughs> the summer national park jobs, Montana was one that there was a lot of. It was literally called like CoolJobs.com. Um, there's also this movie called Montana Sky. Do you think it's about this movie? Who's that person on the right? Ashley Williams, Charlotte Ashley Ross. Williams. Ashley Williams like super familiar. Right? Who are you? I have a th- I have a thought of who I think she is, but I hope I'm wrong. I really fucking hope I'm wrong. Ashley Williams. God fucking damn it, I'm right. It's Victoria from How I Met Your Mother. There we go. That's great. <laughs> They're everywhere, man. I need to add that to the list. I have an ongoing list of um, times we've been surprised by Ted Mosby's exes. Yes. Okay. Montana Sky. The only other thing that I had was that I watched a movie with Nick Jonas in it called Goat, where he plays a fraternity brother. Uh, Is it Goat G O A T or G dot O dot A dot T dot? Like it's a reference to an animal. Okay. He played. I wish this was a joke. He plays a fraternity brother trying to get his brother into the fraternity, which is the most Jonas Brothers thing he could have possibly been playing. It's literally a brother. He's trying to make his brother his brother. It's based on a true story. I had to mute it because it was so gross. It was. I almost threw up. What year was this movie? The movie's from 2015, I think. Too recent. And it's a. Uh, it's based on a memoir a guy named Brad Gross. was in a fraternity in the 90s and one of his fraternity brothers died because of hazing and Nick Jonas plays Brad's brother who's already in the fraternity and is trying to get him in Wow! and it's like it is so nasty I hate that yeah wow. I also don't understand why Nick Jonas took the role I don't either. I thought that it didn't display his talents that well, and I also thought that it was, like, a gross role for him to play. I don't like it. Because he wasn't the main guy. Right. He was the main guy's brother. (laughs) Oh, I don't like that. It was really nasty. Oh, wait, and then, jump scare. There's an old guy. You know how every fraternity has, like, an old guy? Yeah. James Franco. (gasps) You had never seen him before? No. Jumanji came out in 2017, and originally they had cast someone else in the role Nick Jonas was playing. Who was the second choice? Yes. Who was the original person? Tom Holland. He decided to do Spider-Man instead. Good for him. Really good choice on his end. (laughs) You You know who did not make a good choice? On the other hand. Who? A rising star was meant to play the woman Jumanji character. And she chose some movie that I don't even fucking remember the name of. Shailene Woodley was supposed to be, after Divergent, was supposed to be in Jumanji and then chose some other shit-ass movie instead. And she could have played next to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But no. She She could have been on the movie poster. Wow. Nick Jonas was never going to be on the movie poster. He's player five. Right. And Jack Black's amazing. He always is. I've been wanting to watch School of Rock. Me too. There's I haven't so many watched clips it since of it. I could care. Yeah. 
I, people think of it very fondly, and I want to rewatch it. I can't reference it. Right. And, like, when people reference it to me, I have no idea what they're talking about. I think Jumanji would have done better if it had Tom Holland in it. Well, Tom Holland, like, rose after Spider-Man. Nick Jonas looks like he's always telling a joke. Tom Holland's just so likable. Yeah. Any movie Tom Holland's going to be in is just, like, like Nick Jonas so is easy to watch. Fun. And it wasn't, like, the craziest casting. Right. Like, it wasn't, like, wow, he... Really Tom Holland would have his career would have been a little bit more straight lined if he had <laughs> done Jumanji, I think. Right. No skyrocket. Yeah. No uh I don't think he would have been dating Zendaya. I was gonna say no Zendaya. I like to think that both Aquafina and Danny DeVito, who are only in the sequel, saw the first movie and both of them contacted their agents independently and were like, like i want to be in it how do i get in on jumanji i think that actually is how danny devito operates i can imagine i i've seen him talk to the always sunny guys he literally sees people working on project that's why he's not in the first season of always sunny right he find his favorite programs to watch he's like how do i get on that show i love that guy too. i want to that actually makes me want to watch jumanji also Danny DeVito. I didn't realize that that's what the premise was. I thought it was just Dumanji. Like, that actually sounds really... That sounds like a really fun remake. I'm not joking. It was, like, the funniest movie I've seen in a while. Both of them. You know what movie comes out soon? That movie about the dogs. Oh, with Will Ferrell? (laughs) Yeah, where they go and bite the guy's dick off. I can't fucking wait for that movie. I've been waiting for so long. I wonder if it's funnier than Jumanji. <laughs> Jumanji sounds like the funniest thing I've heard of since that movie. It's guy. funny to also think that Blake Shelton watched that. I'm picturing him watching it like in an AMC theater. Yeah. It's like, is that Nick Jonas? I think I'm working with him in a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> you think they give Blake Shelton the schedule like four years out? Yeah. Did you know in the next season of The Voice, they're replacing... Blake Shelton is leaving, and they're replacing him with Reba McIntyre. I love Reba. That's not the right fit. Also, her and Kelly love each other, so it's just going to be a love fest. Kelly's like her ex-daughter-in-law. So, wait. Who's the man on the show, then? John Legend? No. He's not a man. No. He's Chrissy Teigen's husband. Yeah. Who's going to open jars? Right. I feel like Kelly Clarkson might be able to. She's divorced. That's true. (laughs) 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 I guess it also depends who's the fourth person. Okay, quick story. Reba McIntyre's son-in-law married Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. But then also, between that, Reba and her husband divorced, and he, like, tried to take most of her money, and so that his son married Kelly Clarkson, and then when they divorced, she took, he took half of her money, and so she just relived what Reba relived. And with the her, same family. Yeah. And so now her and Reba are like, what the fuck is with these boys? And then they're gonna be on The Voice together. Yeah. Tell Which I think, about. I think if it were, like, Reba, Kelly, and Blake... I think I'd love that. That's too much country, though. The, it is too much country. Like, they couldn't do it. No. Or they'd then, have then, to add a fifth judge. They'd have to have a fifth crazy judge. 
Like, Bjork. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's hilarious. If Blake's the only boy. Honestly, they could they they could do four. Yeah. And just put Bjork in there. Yeah, that's funny. That's good stuff. Season 24 marks the first time Blake Shelton won't be a coach in the show's 12-year history. <laughs> All those numbers are fucking crazy, bro. Alas, our cowboy has decided to hang up his voice coaching hat to spend more time with family on his Oklahoma ranch. He will be sorely missed. Hope it gets canceled. Honestly, it will be. It takes a lot of work, passion, and adult beverages to pull off a live show twice a week. <laughs> I've made lifelong bonds with Carson, and every single—that's all he has to say. And every single one of my fellow. What are him and Carson doing? Are they talking afterwards? Dude, I really doubt that. I can't even stress how irrelevant Carson Daly is on that show. Like they straight no, up don't need a host. They don't. He says, like, one word every episode. That's so unnecessary. I cannot believe There's no Blake. way he has a relationship with Blake. Who are the... Oh, I forgot about Niall. Oh, I also did. Niall's not opening jars. No chance. He's asking Kelly to open the jars. Well, who was it? There, I saw a clip. I don't remember if it was Niall. Yeah, I think it was Niall. Niall was like, there's a spot. There's a spot on my chair. And Kelly was like, oh, I love spiders. And she put the spider on her chair. So it's Reba, Niall, John Legend, and Gwen Stefani. I'm sorry. So G- S- Blake is taking a season off to spend time with his family. And while Gwen goes off to the voice. Something's fishy. <laughs> Something's fishy. What the fuck? That that he could not cite family as he could also just say I'm tired of it. McIntyre noted of- herself in an interview that Shelton's cowboy boots will be tough to fill. To fill Blake's chair? Wow, that's gonna be tough. <laughs> A single mom who works too hard, who loves the kids and never stops. Gentle hands in the heart of a fighter. I think being a stepdad has changed my perspective in that I'm not the first person that I think about anymore. So he's going to take care of Gwen's kids while she goes off to coach the voice. It is confusing that she's on the voice. (laughs) (laughs) That's I think the only way for me to really do that right is to step away from being committed to something like the voice that demands a lot of your time. I feel like your kids are old enough to take care of themselves. There's no way around it. You're going to do it and do it right. You have to be 150% in. I got a more important job. What does the Irish accent sound like? (laughs) I can't even think of it right now. I'm thinking of one Irish song that I know. Let me. Um, Our, the potatoes. They're after me, lucky charms. After me, lucky charms. Hey, I'll have one Guinness. I have a Guinness and a potato, and some cabbage. Angela's ashes. <laughs> Niall has nothing better to. I guess. You know, sorry, I shouldn't even talk shit. He could be in worse. He could. He's he not could the be, worst direction. I was gonna say he could be Liam. He's not Liam. He's not Liam. He's making a name for himself. Not everyone could be. He does Harry. a lot of like he does shit like this. He does bits. And yeah. 
piece. No, I think he's yeah. probably on the better on the better end. Louis is a judge. Wait, before I speak. Yeah, he's a judge on the X Factor. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, what else can you do? You know. I guess Kelly's a judge. She was an American. No, Kelly's far beyond that. She's made a name for herself. What is going on in South Yorkshire, England? Can you please listen? I'm sorry. I know we are really deep in a rabbit hole right now. (laughs) Louis Tomlinson's early career section. Tomlinson, along with two of his siblings, had extra roles in Fat Friends. After Fat Friends, he attended an acting school in Barnsley. He had small parts in an ITV drama, If I Had You, and Waterloo Road. What is happening in England? What are any of those words you just said? Oh, he has a song called Walls. <gasps> Alright, so it's the question that we've been anticipating. Yeah. Fuck, Mary kill. I just got butterflies. <laughs> Nick, Joe, Kevin. Alright, I'm gonna kill Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually gonna fuck Nick, because I think I'd rather be married to Joe. I think in the long term... Joe and I would have more fun. I think I would get annoyed by Nick. Like, I'm sorry, you take an edible and you just have to get hard. Like, I'm never going to get over that. Like. <laughs> also, like, you have no self-control. Like, no there's self-control. nothing you can do about We're on the red carpet, Nick. <laughs> Chill. Like, whatever you got to do to make that stop. Stop. This is embarrassing. We're at the VMAs. That's not even a cool place. You've been on so many red carpets. Chill. I kind of want to kill Nick right now. (laughs) Kevin has been married for a long time. So, like, that's good. Good for him. That has nothing to do with me. (laughs) You know who else has been married for a long time? Santa Claus. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't make me want to fuck him. Or marry him. So I obviously saw this question coming, mm-hmm. and I've been thinking for days, does Kevin deserve it? <laughs> well, that's what I also like, should I just fuck him? <laughs> but is that better? Do I, but am like, I happy? What about me? <laughs> <laughs> it can't be all about the boys, you know? What about me? Right. And at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But then also, is he going to say some, like, silly thing if we fuck? Yeah. Is he, he going to be like, ahoy! <laughs> <laughs> is he going to wear an ascot to the wedding? Like, I don't... I got to think about my life. And the people around me. You know? I got to think about the notches in my bedpost. Like, <laughs> and, like, what if... You're getting, you're getting married. You're getting. It's your big day. It's my day. And you t- come around the corner, <laughs> <laughs> and you see your groom at the end of the aisle, and it's Kevin Jonas, and he's wearing a little scarf and a fedora. Then what? You're just like, yep, this is what I want. R.I.P. Nick. Nick's there. He's in the wedding party. Joe's dead? (laughs) (laughs) 
They're all there. If I'm marrying Kevin, that means somebody's dead. Okay, if I'm marrying Kevin, which I'm not, but if I was, I would kill Nick and fuck Joe. There's no scenario where I'm killing. There's no scenario that makes sense to kill Joe. I don't want to marry Nick either. Nick Jonas is um a bit cheeky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nick mm-hmm. Jonas would play a mean detective Pikachu. If you get what I'm saying. <laughs> I do know what you're saying. Yeah, I'm sorry. I gotta kill Kevin. I can't marry that Molly. I can't marry yeah, him. So, killing Kevin. I am fucking Joe marrying Nick. You're marrying Nick? Yeah. I feel like me and Nick, me and Joe would just have more fun. Like, we'd go out in the town. Yeah, I don't need that in a marriage. I so you're just, But I feel like, like Nick is controlling. Does he clean? Do you think Joe doesn't? I know Joe doesn't clean. I don't think Joe does. But Nick. But then, like, Joe wouldn't clean, but then he'd be like, Oh, I forgot to do the laundry. And he'd be cute. Right. But Nick would be like, hey, I hired someone to Hey, do the you're in my way, so I got you your own apartment. And I'd be like, sick. Uh-huh. That's what I'm looking for in a marriage. A separate apartment. 